0: And welcome to another edition of Liberation Station. This is June 25th, and I'm your host, Chris Steiner. The call-in numbers in Pinellas County are 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 1-866-826-1340. 866-10-1340. The all-tell free call is star 1340. Well, what we'll be, we'll be talking about tonight, we'll be discussing a little more uh, in-depth about uh, health issues and supplements and some of the things that are uh, very good mood lifters, uh, some things that are good for um, helping uh, criminality. And uh, and uh, we'll be talking more about uh, fluoride as well. We'll be playing a short clip uh, from on on fluoride uh... will be talking about uh, ron paul's commentary about uh, barack obama's recent uh... promotion uh... of the uh... federal reserve taking total control over our economic system and why is this important well it's because you you hear a lot of people on the left who would uh, be apologetic for barack obama when it comes to the issue of the federal reserve and and they would say that Well, uh, the Federal Reserve Act of uh, 1913 uh, was long before Barack Obama was born, so how would you expect him to address such a huge, colossal issue as that? Well, he just wants to make the problem even worse. He doesn't want to address the problem. He wants to make it worse. And uh, there's an article we'll be uh, quoting from uh, Ron Paul on Newsmax entitled Obama, Obama Goal is Economic Collapse. And we'll be talking about uh, Obama also this week saying that, uh, claiming that the CIA's involvement in Iran is quote unquote patently false. And uh, it's kind of strange that he would say such a thing because about two weeks ago, uh, there's an article on, on my website linking to this. He actually admits that uh, we, the United States was involved in the uh, violent overthrow of the popul- popularly, popularly elected government in Iran in 1953 and uh, that's under project ajax even on the cia.gov's website it's been declassified so i don't know why he could uh, how he could deny that uh, the united states has been involved in in uh, overthrow of governments in iran we'll also be talking about the uh, nasa plan on october 9th to blast our moon and uh, make a crater 5 miles wide with a Kinetic weapon. It sounds like a depleted uranium weapon. So uh, that doesn't seem like a great idea, uh, and it's also against uh, it's also against uh, international uh, space law. So uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, it's most important, and uh, it's most insane as well. These mad scientists really don't uh, have anything better to do to excuse their existence. And uh, we'll also be talking about, uh, hopefully getting around to Congress uh, in the Navy Times, Congress to the CIA, review of Gulf War illness information, where it looks like uh, we actually did poison our own soldiers in the first Gulf War by um, exploding chemical and biological weapons that we had given Saddam Hussein. And uh, that was declassified and exposed in the uh, congressional record under the Regal Report. Uh, let's start out here with an article from Newsmax, and uh, if you have anything that uh, I mention or anything that you think is extremely important, just call on in at Pinellas County 727-441-3000, toll free 1-866-826-1340, that's 866-10-1340, and the all-tell free call is star 1340 the website is liberationstation.weebly.com. Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B as in ball, L-Y. Liberationstation.weebly.com, and you'll find some of these stories linked to, as well as uh, many links to very awesome websites on the links page, uh, where you'll find a lot more valuable information. Uh, now. Uh, This article from Newsmax uh, from yesterday, Ron Paul saying Obama's goal is economic collapse by Rick Pedraza. U.S. Representative Ron Paul, representative of Texas, says he was dismayed that Congress passed the War Supplemental Appropriations Bill so easily last week. Quote, an economic collapse seems to be the goal of Congress and this administration, end quote, Paul said during his weekly radio address Monday. Quote, Washington spends with impunity, domestically bailing and nationalizing, basically everything they can get their hands on, end quote, Paul said. Mocking the idea that Obama was a, quote-unquote, peace candidate, Paul pointed out that his administration will be sending another $106 billion it doesn't have, quote, to continue the bloodshed in Afghanistan and Iraq without a hint of a plan to bring American troops home, end quote. Paul noted that many of his congressional colleagues who previously voted with him in opposition to every war supplemental request under Bush, under the Bush administration seem to have changed their tune. He maintains that a vote to fund the war is a vote in favor of the war. Quote, Congress exercises its constitutional prerogatives through the power of the purse, end quote, Paul said. Quote, as long as Congress continues to enable these dangerous interventions abroad, there is no end in sight. That is, until we face total economic collapse. End quote. Paul noted that, as Americans struggle through the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression, the foreign aid and international monetary fund appropriations in the spending bill passed last week can be called an international bailout. The Emergency Supplemental Appropriations Bill sends million dollars to Gaza, $555 million dollars to Israel, $310 million dollars to Egypt, $300 million dollars to Jordan, $420 million dollars to Mexico, $420 million dollars to Mexico. What an appropriate number, $420 million dollars to Mexico when they send us so much 420. $889 million dollars to the United States Nations for so-called peacekeeping missions, $1 billion overseas to address the global financial crisis outside the U.S. borders, $8 billion to address a potential pandemic flu, which he said could result in mandatory vaccinations, quote, for no discernible reason other than to enrich the pharmaceutical companies, end quote. And perhaps the most outrageous, Paul said, is the $108 billion loan guarantee to the IMF. Quote, these new loan guarantees will allow that destructive organization to continue spending taxpayer money to prop up corrupt leaders and promote harmful economic policies overseas. Not only does sending American taxpayer money to the IMF hurt citizens here, evidence shows that it even hurts those it pretends to help, end quote. And to what he refers to as the exorbitant usurist loans that the IMF gives to countries, and uh, this uh, was written about by John Perkins, uh, who worked for the IMF and Confessions of an Economic Hitman, where he describes how the IMF, how he was part of a uh, corrupt scheme to, and scam to uh, go into these third world countries and, and basically have them uh, privatize all their natural resources. Um, as collateral for these exorbitant, uh, exorbitantly usurious loans, that once these uh, countries, of course, are not able to pay, they uh, must forfeit their their natural resources. So that's why he's saying that the this taxpayer money going to the IMF quote hurts citizens here. Uh, not only um, not only does sending American taxpayer money to the IMF hurt citizens here, evidence shows that it even hurts those it pretends to help that's Ron Paul's quote Paul said that IMF loans require policy changes called structural adjustment quote-unquote, programs which amount to quote forced Keynesianism end quote uh, John Maynard Keynes well this is a different uh, uh, this is a, a different subject for a, an economic discussion but um, uh, the, the Keynesian philosophy is a, a basically a philosophy that, um, well, when when the product, uh, well, you maintain your wealth and you build your wealth with uh, by making products. That's how you make your money. And uh, recently, though, this uh, forced Keynesianism is uh, making money the product, which uh, with inflation doesn't last for very long quote, This is the very fantasy infused economic model that has brought our own country to its knees, end quote, Paul said. Quote, and IMF loans act as the Trojan horse to inflict it on others, end quote. Leaders in recipient nations tend to become more concerned with the wishes of international needs than the needs of their own people, he said. Quote, Argentina and Kenya are just two examples of countries that followed IMF mandates right off a cliff. The IMF frequently recommends currency devaluations to poorer nations, which has wiped out the already impoverished over and over. End quote. Paul noted a long list of brutal dictators the IMF happily supported and propped up with loans that left their oppressed populaces with staggering amounts of debt with no economic progress to show for it. The continued presence of U.S. forces in Iraq and Afghanistan does not make America safer at home, but in fact undermines national security, he said. Quote, we are buying nothing but evil and global oppression by sending our taxpayer dollars to the IMF. Not to mention, there is no constitutional authority to do so. End quote. And Ron Paul has hit it, hit the nail on the head again. Stated the obvious for those in need. Uh, the call-in numbers here. If you have a comment on uh, Dr. Ron Paul, Representative Paul, and uh, Obama's recent uh, proposal, which we talked about last week. And i read the article on how he wants to give the Federal Reserve total uh, dictatorial powers. Uh, You can reach us here at 727-441-3000 in Pinellas County. 727-441-3000. And the toll-free number is 1-866-826-1340. 866-TAN-1340. The all-tell free call is star 1340. And the website is liberationstation.weebly.com. Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y. And uh, if you'd like to tune into the webcam, you can do so at the uh, radio station website, tantalk1340.com. Or just go to my website and uh, click on the listen slash archives page at the top. Uh, that link will give you the uh, links to uh, watch, the, watch the webcam and listen online. Now we'll talk about uh, another item in the news um, where Obama claims that uh, CIA involvement in Iran is patently false, quote-unquote. And uh, this uh, is an article by Paul Joseph Watson, uh, just written yesterday, posted on prisonplanet.com. The subtitle is, Despite the fact that the U.S. government publicly approved a CIA destabilization campaign in Iran two years ago. So, uh, let's see, what does Obama have to say about uh, our involvement, our uh, dirty tricks going on in Iran? And the fact that they're already declassified, but uh, yet he doesn't think that we'll get uh, get around to reading that um, under Project Ajax on uh, the CIA's own website, CIA.gov. It was uh, declassified uh, before we get into this article. You can um, I need to mention that it was declassified that uh, we did overthrow Mohammad Mosaddegh in Iran uh, in 1953. We uh, put Mohammed Mosaddegh, the um, the secular. Prime Minister of Iran under house arrest for the remainder of his life and we beheaded every member of his cabinet. Well, why? Why would we do such a thing to to uh, the leader of a sovereign nation that we you know propped up, by the way? Well, it was because that sovereign nation wasn't really sovereign, but they were trying to uh, ex- um, exercise sovereignty and Mohammad Mosaddegh was um, trying to nationalize the uh, the Iranian um, oil supply that uh, was under British petroleum contract at the time so uh, you know this was done with uh, the help of British intelligence and uh, Kermit Roosevelt the, the great-grandson uh, of uh, Teddy Roosevelt admitted to this he wrote about it and uh, he gave interviews before his death um, he spoke to national Public Radio about it um, and uh, and it's just uh, you know it's it's just so well um, admitted to or so well known that I, I don't see why our president today would be would be denying it other than perhaps we're we're uh, involved somehow uh, with their current elections and trying to say that uh, that uh, Ahmadinejad is is rigging the elections when um, it seems like. Uh, the opposition um, is is much more anti-West than Ahmadinejad. Uh, he says he wants to eliminate all Western influences from the universities, and and that's not, even Ahmadinejad hasn't gone that far. But um, you know, back to uh, Kermit Roosevelt, he, he did brag uh, to National Public Radio 19, in the 1980s about uh, how he and nine CIA officers and the British intelligence, uh, along with uh, 200, or, pardon me two million dollars, blew up mosques and uh, started all this terrorism in, in Iran to blame on the secular leader to make him out to be a radical leader. And uh, so perhaps history is repeating itself. Uh, this is, um, this is uh, just, uh, you know, these dirty tricks uh, cannot be denied. And so let's see, what, uh, what does Obama have to say about, uh, about the, uh, our involvement in Iran here? Paul Joseph Watson's article, Obama claims CIA involvement in Iran, patently false. And It starts out, President Barack Obama was forced to address accusations that the CIA was involved in fomenting the post-election riots in Iran during his White House press conference yesterday, claiming the allegations were, quote, patently false, end quote, despite the fact that the U.S. government publicly gave the CIA approval to undertake destabilization campaign in Iran more than two years ago. Quote, there are reports suggesting that the CIA is behind all this, all of which is patently false, but it gives you a sense that the narrative that the Iranian government would love to play into, end quote, said Obama. CIA involvement in Iran is not a quote-unquote narrative manufactured by the Iranian government, as Obama well knows. As we highlighted in our report, and this is uh, on PrisonPlanet.com, a previous article. Um, as we highlighted in our report earlier this week, and uh, the article that, uh, to which they're referring is uh, Iranian Unrest, Evidence of Western Intelligence Meddling, by Steve Watson, Paul Joseph Watson's uh, erudite brother, uh, on June 22nd. And uh, again, that's on prisonplanet.com, all these uh, stories to which I'm linking. Uh, these are really basically subplots, which I I'm not uh, don't have the time to get into here. But uh, as we highlighted in our report earlier this week, evidence of U.S. intelligence meddling in Iran is widespread, which is no surprise considering the fact that the U.S. all but announced they would pursue destabilization campaign in Iran years ago. In May 2007, the London Telegraph and others revealed that President George W. Bush had, quote, given the CIA approval to launch covert black quote-unquote, black operations to achieve regime change in Iran, end quote. On May 23, 2007, Brian Ross and Richard Esposito reported on ABC News, quote, the CIA has received secret presidential approval to mount a covert black operation to destabilize the Iranian government, current and former officials in the intelligence community tell ABC News, end quote. The plan set in motion, CIA propaganda and disinformation campaigns, quote, intended to destabilize and eventually topple the theocratic rule of the mullahs, end quote. And it just needs to be interjected here. Uh, in, for those of you, if anybody thinks that, well, it's, you know, why would you complain about us attacking our enemies? Well, we need to destabilize them. They're they're awful, tyrannical. They don't give women their rights. And, uh, oh, gosh, they're, they're just so repressive and repressed. And, and the, the fact is that this information is out there and it's in our faces. So we need to know about it and we need to talk about it. So I think maybe does the issue become... Oh, is this something that really uh, the government doesn't mind us knowing about? They're just going to continue to uh, deny in in light of the of the documentation. Well, uh, I I think it's something that we need to talk about because these are things that these are acts of war against another country, and uh, and these are continuing acts of war. And and uh, you know to expect uh, Iran to forgive us for for so many acts of war that that we've um that we've committed against them uh we've we've uh, oh, gosh we've brought down uh we've bombed two of their uh, airliners in 1986 um bill moyer reported on this uh we bombed their battleships we've uh, overthrown their government twice installed the shah who uh, tortured 200,000 people to death and uh, Helped the uh, help f- foment the, the uh, war between Iran and Iraq, which killed 1.3 million Iranians. Uh, so uh, you know the Iranians, perhaps uh, there's no love loss whenever there, there's uh, them. Whenever this type of information comes out, they just uh, they just uh, I don't know I, I don't know how they take it. Take so much abuse, but um, you know at the same time. Uh, they're being accused of of bringing weapons into Iraq, and that can't be proven. Um, there was a, a great article on um, in May of 2008. I remember in the Los Angeles Times that said that uh, Iran was an, of all the uh, weapons of over 100,000 pieces of weapons and munitions that were found smuggled into Iraq, none of them were found to be from uh, Iran. So uh, yeah, this is a uh, uh, this is an article Babylon and beyond was the uh, title of the article if one wants to check that out but uh, and uh, but we're getting back to this article here uh, that uh, Paul Joseph Watson wrote uh, on Iran um, on our involvement in Iran and trying to overthrow their government at this critical point in in history that uh, that's being formed right before our eyes now, um, Continuing with this article, the plan set in motion, uh, CIA propaganda and disinformation campaigns, quote, intended to destabilize and eventually topple the theocratic rule of the mullahs, end quote. It also released funds to bankroll the militant Jundullah organization, an al-Qaeda offshoot formerly headed by the alleged mastermind of 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. The group has been blamed for a number of bombings inside Iran aimed at destabilizing Ahmadinejad's government. It is widely suspected that the well-known right-wing terrorist organization known as the Mujahideen KALK, once run by Saddam Hussein's dreaded uh, intelligence services is now also working exclusively for the CIA's directorate of operations and carrying out bombings in Iran. A large number of mujahideen e KALK members were arrested following riots last week, according to a press-TV report. The articles claim that the men were, quote, extremely trained in Iraq's camp Ashraf to create post-election mayhem in the country, end quote. as part of a uh, as part of CIA destabilization efforts in Iran former Pakistani army general Mir- Mirza Aslam Beg last week claimed that the agency had distributed 400 million dollars inside Iran to evoke a revolution Beg called documents uh, pardon me Beg cited documents that proved the Quote, the CIA spent $400 million inside Iran to prop up a colorful, hollow revolution following the election, end quote. Now that, again, is the former Pakistani Army General Mirza Aslam Beg. And, uh, but what does he know? The CIA program approved by Bush also included funding opposition groups and providing them with communications equipment that would bypass Internet censorship and allow demonstrators to communicate. Twitter and other social networking websites have played a key role in the demonstrations. The U.S. State Department, which routinely demonizes the Internet as a tool of extremists and terrorists, when it is used to criticize U.S. foreign policy, took the unprecedented step last week of requesting that Twitter.com, quote, delay planned maintenance work so that Iranian protesters can continue to use it to post images and reposts of unrest, end quote, according to a London Times report. According to several different reports, the CIA and Mossad has been creating fake Twitter feeds and flooding Iranians with SMS messages, inspiring them to riot. According to author Thierry Messan, Iranians received messages before the election votes. Had uh, had even been counted, telling them that the Iranian Guardian Council had declared Mir Hossein Mousavi to be the winner. When the official announcement of Ahmadinejad's victory was later broadcast, the sentiment had that uh, the sentiment that fraud had took place was therefore amplified. So, what they're saying, uh, what the article here says, is that well, all the uh, all that Mousavi had to do is um, announce before the elections were supposed to be. Um, The election results were supposed to be announced. He just had his own announcement so that that all his uh, supporters would uh, cast doubt on the official election results. And all the while they're rioting and they're expecting the uh, these election results to be falsified when they do get released. Which of course they're released on schedule at a particular time, just uh, as in this country, and and we're we're told uh, to to expect the, you know don't expect the results right away. Don't you're not going to know who the winner is right away. Well, you know, there Musavi is already holding balloons and celebrating like as if he is the winner, and yet there has been had been no uh, announcement other than his own that he was the winner. So getting back to the article here. Uh, Mason also charges that the CIA and Mossad used Twitter feeds to put out fake reports of gunfights and deaths that were never confirmed, rousing Iranians to riot in the belief that their fellow countrymen were being brutally suppressed by the authorities. And another website clearly documents, and there is a link to this article, Another website clearly documents the fact that uh, main Twitter accounts used to send out hundreds of alerts during the protests were only recently created and had not sent out any alerts whatsoever before the protests began. And uh, this can be found at uh, packalert.wordpress.com. Proof, Israeli effort to destabilize Iran via Twitter. But uh, getting back to the article, there's so many subplots. Uh, That article was uh, from June 16th. And uh, back to the the original article here by Paul Joseph Watson. Um, Top neocons with deep ties to the U.S. military-industrial complex like John Bolton and Henry Kissinger have been calling for the CIA to fund a, quote, color revolution, and quote, in Iran for years as a gateway to regime change. Lest we forget that it was a violent CIA coup that led to the overthrow of the democratically elected Iranian Prime Minister Mohammad Mosaddegh in 1953 under Operation Ajax. The ousting was achieved by means of staged bombings and shootings which were blamed on the Iranian government in order to antagonize the population and enable the coup. During the coup, the CIA also bribed Iranian government officials, businessmen, and reporters, and paid Iranians to demonstrate in the streets. And that goes without saying. You need to control the intellectuals and uh, the flow of information. It's, it's an information war, a propaganda war, as much as uh, any other More so, rather, uh, the military reports um, the information war is more important than the the actual use of military force. And uh, to finish this article, uh, given this history, allied with the U.S. government's own public program to instigate a destabilization campaign in Iran through the CIA, Obama's claim that the CIA involvement is, quote, patently false, end quote, is clearly contradicted by the facts. The only thing that's quote-unquote, patently false, is Obama's statement itself. And that can be found again on PrisonPlanet.com. Obama claims CIA involvement in Iran, patently false. And uh, what will be our next story here? Let me switch windows and switching gears here. Uh, uh, While I'm doing that, if you have have something to say, I'd love to hear what you have to say about how we've been... uh, Do you have anything to say about... um, any, any good reason as to why we should be manipulating uh, the foreign affairs of, a, of another country? Should we be trying to uh, install our own type of government? And has it ever succeeded? In the over 30 conflicts that we've been involved in, in the in, uh, invasions into other countries, the uh, police actions under the UN that the United States has, in which the United States has participated, None of them have resulted in a Republican form of government or a republic or even a democracy. They've always resulted in uh, petty dictators. So uh, if anybody has any information to the contrary, I'd love to hear it. But uh, this is why we need to set up uh, petty dictators and uh, figure out uh, who the next boogeyman is. We just uh, we can't ever have a shortage of, of boogeymen worldwide. Now, what would you have to say about this issue? Uh, what would you have to say about anything else that's in the news today? You can reach us in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000 is the number to tell us what you think. Toll free, 1-866-826-1340. 1-866-10-1340. And the all tell free call is star 1340. And uh, our next story is on the blasting of our moon. Our moon. Why? Why are we? Why is NASA planning to blast our moon? Well, uh, according to the uh, London Daily Telegraph on June 18th, the aim is to see whether any traces of water will be revealed by the disruption caused to the planet's surface. NASA will analyze and uh, heard me. This website just uh, popped up a video that. Disrupted my text. NASA will analyze the space cloud caused by the explosion for any sign of water or vapor. The title of this article, NASA prepares to bomb the moon. NASA scientists are preparing to launch a space mission from Cape Canaveral carrying a missile that will fire a hole deep in the surface of the moon. So, uh, I just read the first paragraph, uh, which was a, a good description of the uh, explanation. Okay, so they're searching for water. I would think it would uh, contaminate any water if they're going to be using depleted uranium, because they do uh, admit that they will be using a kinetic device and, and kinetic impact device, which, uh, of which depleted uranium, uh, to my knowledge, is the most effective. And uh, they plan to make a five-mile-wide crater in the moon on October 9th. Uh, what fireworks? Why don't they make it July 4th? Or maybe even... Um, maybe a Halloween would be more appropriate. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a mad scientist. Well, continuing this article, scientists expect the impact to blast out a huge cloud of dust, gas, and vaporized water at ice at least six miles high, making it visible from Earth. If the search is successful, it could provide vital su- supplies for a moon base. The moon is mostly dry desert, but ice may be trapped in craters which never see sunlight. And, uh, well, that's an interesting point. If there's water, maybe there's life. Anyway, uh, the Unmanned Lunar Crater Observation and Sensing Satellite Mission, or L Cross, will fire a Centaur rocket into the surface at twice the speed of a bullet. An accompanying accompanying spacecraft will orbit the moon for a year, looking for possible landing sites for astronauts. The Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter will spend at least a year creating the most minutely detailed map of the moon's surface ever seen. The vessel will will be uh, the first American spacecraft to make a lunar trip since 1999. uh, Astronomers have long thought that a rain of comets brought water to the arid, lifeless moon over billions of years. In the past few years, at least two American spacecraft reported the presence of water by detecting hints of hydrogen and oxygen, the constituents of water, frozen deep in the darkest recesses of craters around both the north and south lunar poles. So again, uh, why are we bombing the moon? Um, I, I, we have a, a new uh, update uh, uh, on this uh, on this topic here, and it it comes from the Examiner. Uh, let's see. I need to close a couple windows here. Each each uh, each uh, topic I cover, I need to uh, close windows because, uh, like my mind, it, uh, the toolbar gets a little bit full. Now, um, NASA moon bombing violates space law and may cause conflict with lunar ET-slash-UFO civilizations. Well, I'm not um, addressing really the existence of ETs or UFOs or uh, non-human entities, but the idea that they may possibly exist has crossed NASA's mind, which is why there is this space law. And uh, so uh, that... Ne- that. Uh, should go without saying but um, this article from the examiner on uh, June 19th starts out the planned October 9th 2009 bombing of the moon by a NASA orbiter that will bomb the moon with a two-ton kinetic weapon to create a five mile wide deep crater as an alleged water seeking and lunar colonization experiment is contrary to space law prohibiting environmental modification of celestial bodies. And the NASA moon bombing, a component of the L Cross mission, may also trigger conflict with known extraterrestrial civilizations on the moon, as reported by the moon in witness statements by U.S. astronauts Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, and in witness statements to NSA or National Security Agency photos and documents regarding an extraterrestrial base on the dark side of the moon. If the true intent of the El Cross mission moon bombing is a hostile act by NASA against known extraterrestrial civilizations and settlements on the moon, then NASA and, by extension, the U.S. government are guilty of aggressive war, which is the most serious of war crimes under the UN Charter and the Geneva Conventions to which the U.S. is subject. The U.N. Outer Space Treaty, which the U.S. has ratified, requires that, quote, the moon and other celestial bodies shall be used by all states' parties to the treaty exclusively for peaceful purposes. The establishment of military bases, installations, and fortifications, the testing of any type of weapons, and the conduct of military maneuvers on celestial bodies shall be forbidden, end quote. Ninety eight nations have ratified and one hundred twenty five nations have signed the UN Outer Space Treaty. NASA's L Cross, or Lunar Crater, Observation and Sensing Satellite Mission. The NASA L Cross mission, uh, which departed on Earth on June 18th, according to one report, quote, flying over the moon's southern hemisphere, LCROSS will use its high-precision instruments as well as close-up images of the terrain gathered by the lunar orbiter to seek out a crater just shallow enough and dark enough to be a prime bombing target. Quote, there, acting as what the Ames team calls its, quote, shepherding spacecraft, end quote, L cross will guide an empty Centaur rocket weighing two tons towards its target. The rocket will crash into the crater at 5,600 miles per hour, creating a new crater perhaps as large as five miles wide. The crash is scheduled to occur October 9th. The two-ton Centaur rocket qualifies as a space-based kinetic weapon the reason alleged by nasa for the mission is that quote the elcross probes will map possible landing sites in search for water sources that could be used by a future lunar colony end quote well i guess that lunar colony would have to be about five million years in the future because uh if they're using depleted uranium uh, the half-life is i think uh, four and a half million years so uh i think the colonists uh, would would uh, have to be a little bit patient um as well as any any visitors uh, any any cosmonauts or astronauts that might want to visit that particular area or that crater should beware um yeah, there is no protective suit, but for depleted uranium we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of this article. Um, but continuing, according to NASA, quote, the mission objectives of the lunar crater observation and sensing satellite um, include conforming the presence, confirming the presence or absence of water, ice in a permanently shadowed crater at the moon's south pole. The identification of water is very important to the future of human activities on the Moon. El Cross will excavate the permanently dark floor of one of the Moon's polar craters with two heavy impactors in 2009 to test the theory that ancient ice lies buried there. The impact will eject material from the crater's surface to, to create a plume that specialized instruments will be able to analyze for the presence of water, ice and vapor, hydrocarbons, and hydrated materials." End quote. U.S. astronauts, NASA employees, Soviet scientists, NSA, confirm the extraterrestrial presence on the moon. NSA is National Security Agency, uh, which recently, uh, up until recently, was uh, known as no such agency because their existence was denied, but uh, they were recently themselves declassified, so... uh, NSA is National Security Agency, and NASA is National Aeronautics and Space Administration. And uh, and they, as well as a U.S. scientists and Soviet scientists, have uh, declared there are uh, extraterrestrial and extraterrestrial presence on the moon. Um, I, I would not assume it's extraterrestrial, could be, uh, but um, I would just say unidentified and uh Perhaps some is extraterrestrial, perhaps some is not, but uh, we can't uh, make the assumption um, and generalize. There are confirmed reports of an extraterrestrial presence on the moon, both from U.S. astronauts who have visited the moon, from NASA employees, from Soviet scientists and observers of the NASA moon visits, and from witnessed NSA reports on a moon based on the far side of the moon. One report states that, quote, in a 2006 television documentary, Apollo 11, The Untold Story, Buzz Aldrin admitted for the first time publicly that the astronauts saw UFOs on their trip to the moon. But they were not allowed to discuss this information on the live audio feed to NASA. He stated that he felt it would have caused a, quote-unquote, panic. Other research on witnessed corroboration of U.S. astronaut sightings of an extraterrestrial presence on the moon states, quote, according to hitherto unconfirmed reports, both Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin saw UFOs shortly after their historic landing on the moon in Apollo 11, 21 July 1969. I remember hearing one of the astronauts refer to a quote-unquote light in or on a Carter Uh, in or on a carter during the television transmission, followed by a request from Mission Control for further information. Nothing more was heard. Quote, According to a former NASA employee, Otto Binder, unnamed radio hams with their VHF receiving facilities that bypassed NASA's broadcasting outlets, picked up the following exchange. Quote, NASA, what's there? Mission Control calling Apollo 11. Apollo, these babies are huge. Sir, enormous. Oh my god, you wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you, there are other spacecraft out there lined up on the far side of the crater edge. They're on the moon watching us. In 1979, Maurice Chatelain, former chief of NASA's communications systems, confirmed that Armstrong had indeed reported seeing two UFOs on the rim of a crater. Quote, the encounter was common knowledge in NASA, end quote, he revealed, quote, but nobody has talked about it until now, end quote. Well, uh, if anybody does uh, wants to do a web search like uh, with Google or Ixquik or uh, MetaCrawler, any type of a uh, web search engine, just do a search for... Um astronauts and extraterrestrials, or uh, astronauts and aliens, and or astronauts and uh, E.T. sightings, and you'll find that uh, nearly every one of them has their own uh, testimonial. But uh, continuing with this article, quote, Soviet scientists were allegedly the first to confirm the incident. Uh, quote, according to our information, the encounter was reported immediately after the landing of the module, And quote, said Dr. Vladimir S as Hazza, a physicist and professor of mathematics at Moscow University. Quote, Neil Armstrong relayed the message to Mission Control that two large, mysterious objects were watching them after having landed near the moon module, but his message was never heard by the public because NASA censored it. End quote. Quote, according to another Soviet scientist, Dr. Alexander Katsina, um, Kazat, pardon me, Kazet. Kazantsev, uh, trying to do Dr. Alexander Kazantsev justice here. According to another Soviet scientist, Dr. Alexander Kazantsev, Buzz Aldrin took color movie film of the UFOs from inside the module and continued filming them after he and Armstrong went outside. Dr. Azhaza claimed the UFOs departed minutes after the astronauts came out onto the lunar surface and, quote, Gosh, what'll the neighbors think? (laughs) So I wonder why they uh, took off so abruptly. Maurice Chatelain also confirmed that Apollo 11's radio transmissions were interrupted on several occasions in order to hide the news from the public. Before dismissing Chatelaine's sensational claims, it is worth noting his impressive background in the aerospace industry and space program. His first job after moving from France was as an electronics engineer with Convair, specializing in telecommunications, telemetry, and radar. In 1959, he was in charge of an electromagnetic research group, developing new radar and telecommunication systems for Orion. One of his 11 patents was an automatic flights to, uh, was in automatic flights to the moon. Uh, later at North American Aviation, Chatelaine was offered the job of designing and building the Apollo communications and data processing systems. Chatelaine also claims that, quote, all Apollo and Gemini flights were followed both at a distance and sometimes also quite closely, by space vehicles of extraterrestrial origin, flying saucers, or UFOs, if you want to call them by that name. Every time it occurred, the astronauts informed Mission Control, who then ordered absolute science silence. End quote. He goes on to say quote, I think that Walter Shearer aboard Mercury eight was the first of the astronauts to use the code name Santa Claus, quote unquote to indicate the presence of flying saucers next to space capsules. However, his announcements were barely noticed by the general public. Quote, it was a little different when James Lovell, on board the Apollo 8 command module, came out from behind the moon and said for everybody to hear, quote, please be informed that there is a Santa Claus, end quote. Quote, even though this happened on Christmas Day, 1968, Many people sensed a hidden meaning behind, meaning in those words. Now, um, let's see. I, I'm not going to uh, continue through this entire article. It's, it's quite lengthy. It's very excellent. On the uh, Examiner website, the National Examiner at examiner.com, the title of the article is NASA Moon Bombing Violates Space Law and May Cause Conflict with Lunar ET-UFO Civilizations. And that's a very valid point to make. Um, All these points are very valid and then some. this uh, article goes on uh, in even more great uh, detail as to all the uh, different astronaut sightings and uh, even some of the footage that uh, NASA has um, leaked out or accidentally allowed out or maybe even someone inside, some um, conscientious whistleblower allowed out. Uh, but um it's just it's so alarming it's it's so crazy that uh these mad scientists just want to want to hit the moon with a high ki- high kinetic impact device or whatever the heck they're calling it sounds like depleted uranium because that uh, fits the description um <laughs> and i don't know why they can't figure out what uh, what else they could do with the money um yeah i just don't understand why would they want to destroy such a a huge part of nature that's so admired by the world and uh, at the same time um, it might upset the natural balance of our own planet Uh, and uh, who knows I mean we just have no idea and and if there's an earthquake if there's a tsunami if there's more tectonic activity then uh, we know that uh, there's some relationship so um prayerfully we can uh, avoid, stop uh, NASA, these crazies at at NASA and uh, in our government from blasting the moon. But uh, if they do shoot into the moon um, something that uh, is uh, a depleted uranium-tipped warhead, then one would expect that these particles of depleted uranium would spread far and wide because the, the moon has far less gravity than the Earth. And uh, according to retired Major General Doug Rocky, whose uh, name is spelled R O K K E, retired Major General Doug Rocky, who headed uh, in 1994 95 the Pentagon's uh, Department of Defense uh, Depleted Uranium Division, he said that there is no protective suit against, uh, uh, that's effective against depleted uranium. So uh, these radioactive particles can go straight through any protective suit and uh, and end up in uh, astronauts or end up in future colonists. Um, but uh, certainly the, the moon would be off limits for uh, millions of years. And uh, we just can only wonder what the adverse long-term and short-term effects would be on our planet. Now if you think it might be a good idea to blast the moon, well... Tell your politicians, but uh, I doubt there are many of you out there who think that way, so I, I encourage you all to to let our statesmen know um, that this is just nuts, and uh, we need to be turning these um, swords, uh, so-called swords into plowshares. Well, if you'd like to comment in the waning hours of this hour on this or other news, you can reach us here in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. 727 441 3000 toll free 1 866 826 1340 866 10 1340 and the all tell free call is star 1340. The website where you can find these and other articles is liberationstation.weebly.com liberationstation.weebly.com and weebly is spelled W E E B as in ball L W E E B L Y. W-E-E-B-L-Y. You can hear this and all the previous shows in the archives and uh, check out the links. That's one of my favorite sections because it uh, connects you up with so many other good sources for information. Uh, websites uh, such as uh, GCNLive.com uh, at the top of my links page, Genesis Communications Network. At GCNlive.com, you can find many great um, informative talk shows like Alex Jones and the Power Hour and uh, Pastor Butch Palm, um, Sheriff Richard Mack, uh, Dr. Stan Monteith, uh, World Crisis Radio with uh, Webster Griffin Tarpley. And uh, those are my favorites. Uh, oh, and uh, Dr. Catherine Albrecht—I uh, can't forget about her. Or uh, Mike Rivero, what really happened? Gosh, I guess I'm coming out and exposing myself as a talk show junkie because these are my primary sources of, of great information that I am able to, uh, so thankful I'm able to uh, take notes from and uh, research everything that they say and, and check out that um, everything they say is true. They're quite credible sources uh, through these talk shows at GCNlive.com. Now, uh, in the next hour, we'll be talking about fluoride and health, uh, fluoride in the water. How is it uh, supposed to affect you, or how does it really affect you? What are the different types of fluoride? Is there a good kind of fluoride and a bad kind of fluoride? Uh, yes, there, there are bad kinds of fluoride, and and there is a good kind of a fluoride. But uh, the kind that's being put into our municipal water supplies is not the good kind, the Calcium fluoride that uh, is beneficial and helps uh, absorption and mineralization of our bones and um, and improve bone density. They use uh, the sodium and the stannous fluoride in our water supply that uh, decreases our IQ at least 20 points and causes various kinds of cancers, uh, as well as uh, being a sedative. So uh, one would expect that. You know, you'd uh, be less of an activist if you're a heavy fluoride, uh, fluoridated water drinker or fluoride head. But uh, we'll be getting into uh, those topics. The demolition of valuable property in order to make property more valuable for the banks, of course. Well, you're listening to Liberation Station. The call-in numbers are 727-441-3000-Panelas. toll free 866-826-1340
1: we be
2: WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dave City,
3: Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. Fans are remembering the king of pop tonight. Singer Michael Jackson died suddenly late today of apparent cardiac arrest. Joining us live from the UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles is CNN's Alan Duke. Alan, how did all this play out Today?
2: Well, inside the emergency room this afternoon when Michael Jackson was pronounced dead was Brian Oxman, the Jackson family lawyer of 20 years. He said brothers Jermaine and Randy were there, silent except for their tears. But Oxman says he won't be silent about what he suspects killed Jackson, prescription pain medications he said given to the superstar by enablers. But before he names names, though, he'll wait for the autopsy to reveal Jackson's cause of death. Alan Duke, CNN, outside UCLA Medical Center,
4: Los Angeles.
3: This man went to Harlem's Apollo Theater tonight to pay tribute to Jackson. I
4: couldn't get to UCLA, so I figured what well, other place than Apollo where you know where he put on that that legendary performance and I came down here in a crowd and you know it's just like so much so full of energy.
3: Perhaps millions found out about Jackson's death on the Internet's social networking sites, myself included. The word went out fast on Facebook, Twitter, and MySpace. CNN's iReporters also chimed in about the pop legend, one woman choking back tears, saying she grew up with Jackson's music. Actress Farrah Fawcett, the blonde-maned thespian whose best-selling poster and Charlie's Angel stardom made her one of the most famous faces in the world, also died today. She was 62 years old. Fawcett's death was confirmed by Paul Block, one of her representatives at the entertainment publicity firm Rogers & Cowan. She died of cancer. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio.
5: The Rays Report with Rich Herrera. On Wednesday, it was game number two of the three-game set with the Philadelphia Phillies, and a former Philly got the Rays on the board early.
3: He throws one strike, lifted in the air to deep left field,
5: back goes stairs, back to the wall, and Burrell is homered against the Phillies. His second homer of the year, and the Rays take a 2-0 lead. And they have a 2-1 lead going into the 8-inning, but the Rays put together some hits, a little bit of hustle, and it was Jason Bartlett cashing in runs. Swing and a little flare to right field. Mike, drop, Mike, drop, Mike! Drop, Utley dives, can't get it. Two runs, are going to score. Peña scores. Here comes Obris. It's an 18-game hitting streak for Bartlett. It's a two-run single, and the Rays lead 5-1 to here in the eighth inning. Rays go on to win 7-1. That sets us up for the rubber match. 630 30 pregame show, seven away for his pitch. Catch the Rays
6: all season long on the Rays Radio Network.
4: For tickets, log on to RaysBaseball.com. Rays Baseball on WDCF 1350. Have you ever listened to a talk radio show and said, I could do that? Well, you're right, you can, right here on the TAN Talk Radio Network. Your TAN Talk program will include a professional engineer to handle every technical aspect of your program, professional talk and recording studios, four telephone lines to take live call ins and conduct live interviews, even the ability to do live remote broadcasts. Not only will your program be aired locally in Tampa Bay, you'll be streamed live worldwide across the Internet in audio and video. When you sign off, you'll receive an audio CD or MP3 copy of your program, which can be duplicated and distributed. In addition, you can archive and podcast this copy of your program on the Internet for download and playback. Ready to explore the exciting world of talk radio? Here's the next step.
2: Hey, Tampa Bay, listen up. You can have a one-hour program on the Talk radio network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many local radio stations. We will put your program on two stations in Tampa Bay, AM 1340 and AM 1350. The cost? Less than a 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Get the facts by calling Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, at 727-510-7622. That's 727 area code 510 7622 Call 510 7622 now and reserve your TAN Talk Network Program.
4: Wet wild. Wild. Nobody has more thrills than Wet and Wild. Feel the mind-numbing rush of the brainwash. Experience an out-of-control spin on the Disco H2O. Get vertical on the Bombay. Or take a wild wakeboarding adventure. No matter how you like your thrills, Wet n' Wild will have you screaming for more. And new this year, the Black Hole, the next generation. Blast off in our two-person hydro capsule and enter the mysterious realm of pulsating light and dynamic effects. It's out of this world fun. Right now, Florida residents can get a full day of thrills at Wet n' Wild for only $29.95 plus tax adult or child with Florida ID. With more multi-person rides than any other water park, it's no wonder Wet n' Wild was voted best water park in Orlando by the Orlando Sentinel. So get your fill of thrills at Wet n' Wild on International Drive or on the web at wetnwildorlando.com.
0: The KJ Sports
5: Show. Thursday 6-7. Baseball. Thursday 6-7. Football. Thursday 6-7. Hockey. Thursday 6-7. Awesome. Thursday 6-7. I think you get the picture. The KJ Sports Show. From pro to college to high school sports, we have got your fix. Have you got a favorite sports team?
0: Do you have a child or friend playing high school sports? Have you ever wanted to hear the name of that person or that team on the radio?
5: You just might. On the KJ Sports Show,
0: 1340
5: WTAN. Thursday 6-7.
0: Welcome back to Liberation Station. This is Chris Steiner, your host on June 25th, 2009. Hope you're having a great evening. And uh, the call in numbers here in Pinellas County are 727 441 3000. Toll free 1 866 826 1340. It's 866 TAN 1340. And the all tell free call is STAR 1340. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more about nutrition and uh, fluoride and fluoridated water. Well, what are the uh, re- what's the reason? What's the what's the history behind fluoride? And uh, we'll just play. A, start out with a short little clip on uh, five minute or so clip on uh, fluoride from uh, from YouTube uh, from uh, regarding the documentary, the fluoride De- deception. In August of 2005, 11 EPA employees unions wrote to the EPA administration and to Congress, Should governments be adding toxic waste to your drinking water? This may sound ridiculous, but that's exactly what's going on all over the country. They call it fluoride, but what they use is hydrofluosilicic acid, a toxic waste product that contains not only fluoride, but also lead, arsenic, radium, and other toxic chemicals.
2: George Lasser showed me a list of all the contaminants in, in one of the articles he wrote, and I could not believe that we were actually dumping lead and arsenic and even radium, which is produced in the process of making this, uh, this uh, pollutant.
3: Why be concerned? Cancer, hip fracture, dental fluorosis, spots on the teeth, neurological impairment, lower IQ in children, learning disorders.
2: From what I understand, the pollutant is recovered from the smokestack scrubbers in the ph- phosphate fertilizer industry, and it's, it's very rich in fluoride, very toxic. The senior toxicologist for the EPA's Office of
7: Water said that the cancer tests that had been done uh, on fluoride, where laboratory animals were given fluoride, Uh, He said that those results had been gerrymandered. He said that uh, fluoride given to rats had produced bone cancer and liver cancer and that those results had been doctored to make it look as though fluoride hadn't caused as much cancer. (laughs) Phyllis Melodix found that fluoride in very modest doses produces effects in laboratory animals resembling attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. The
3: pattern that we saw, it typically is what we see with other neurotoxic agents
1: that are well known to cause a hyperactivity or uh, a memory problem or an IQ problem.
3: Women over 65 who uh, had hip fractures um, and they obtained the data from uh, every hospital in the United States. So we're talking about the uh, 560,000 women and they have data on all of these and they looked at where they came from and whether the water was fluoridated or not and they found that uh, the people, uh, there was much higher incidence of hip fractures where uh, the water was fluoridated versus the places that didn't have fluoride in the water.
2: Three trial judges since 1978 made findings of fact that water fluoridation poses an unreasonable risk to the American people.
0: This severe risk looming over our heads to go ahead and fluoridate the water uh, where everyone is is being exposed to it in an uncontrolled situation, in an uncontrolled dose, it's totally illogical to be putting fluoride into our drinking water.
3: The standard that EPA has set for fluoride in drinking water is four milligrams per liter. And uh, we've talked to the people who helped write that standard, and they have told us that they were lying when they did it. Um, When they wrote the standard, they were basically ordered to lie.
2: Uh, The dental community has no idea of the toxicology behind fluoride. It it all adds up very clearly in my mind to uh, uh, putting this stuff in the drinking water. is. In essence, just a hazardous waste management tool. It has nothing to do with dental health whatsoever.
0: In August of 2005, 11 EPA employees unions wrote to the EPA administration and
2: to Congress to proclaim fluoride as a human carcinogen, a cancer-causing agent. They request an end to fluoridation of water supplies in the United States. These scientists need your support. Contact your representatives and senators and ask them to support these
0: scientists and ban fluoridation now. Well, there was a clip on the uh, fluoride deception, and if you have something to say about uh, fluoride or whether uh, you you want to know more about it, if if it's something that you think is... Uh, kind of uh, conspiracy theorist, or or if you found out uh, for yourself that it's a, a valid um, issue that uh, we need to uh, address, as I have, to remove fluoride from your water, well, whatever your position, or if you'd like to find out more, uh, give us a call here, and we can uh, maybe point you in the right direction. At uh, You can reach us here in Penalas at 727-441-3000 toll free one eight six six eight two six thirteen forty, 826 1340 and the all-tell free call is star 1340 uh, we have a call already frank from largo
5: uh yeah hey chris it's frank from largo how are you doing
0: great thanks for calling how are you
5: hey i'm doing okay and i think i can offer a unique perspective on uh, the fluoride issue since uh for the last 25 years i've been a dental assistant really yeah and uh I started in the Air Force, and the first time I heard about um, fluoride not being good for you was one of the mothers of uh, the children I was about to take back and uh, give fluoride treatments to, uh, as well as their cleanings. Uh, She said she didn't want her kids to have fluoride, and she thought it was poison. And it struck me as strange because, you know, that wasn't how I was taught when I was in the Air Force. They, uh, you know, of course said that, like, You know, the whole line fluoride is good. And as it turns out, I guess there are a couple of kinds of fluoride that are kind of good, like calcium fluoride and maybe even stannous fluoride. But when you look at those fluorides, they really only make the surface of the tooth hard. They don't really harden it from the uh, inside out like um, uh, other certain products can. Uh, So it kind of like makes it an eggshell kind of with a little tougher exterior, but that's about it. Right, the, uh,
0: you're talking about uh, fluoridosis or fluorosis of the teeth.
5: Well, that's when you get too much, and and I've seen that before. And I actually worked with a dentist who said, "Oh yeah, my kids got it because we gave them too much fluoride. We thought we were, you know, doing a good thing for them, but you know, it was obviously too much." So even dentists who believed in fluoride and thought it was good realized that too much was, um, uh, you know, a bad thing. And um, as uh, the years go on, you know, you pick up more and more information. And and just recently I called up the uh, municipalities around here. I called up Clearwater, Largo, St. Petersburg, and Pinellas Park and asked them if they had fluoride in the water. And uh, all of them did except for Pinellas Park. They said that they did not have any. And the uh, ranges were uh, between 1.52 parts per million and 1.7-something parts per million. And the oh uh, limit on it was raised from two parts to four parts per million. And the the gal from Largo actually told me, without me even asking her, what the source of the fluoride was, and she labeled it as, uh, reading it off her computer, as industrial slag.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Yummy. <laughs> so,
5: <laughs> yeah, and she she told me that over the phone, and I, I didn't even have to ask her for that. So, uh it's it's amazing what you can find out when you just make a couple of phone calls, and um, obviously it's probably coming from the phosphate mines. Which um, there was a great interview on the uh, Alex Jones show last week uh, with that uh, one uh, Sierra Club doctor who was um, yeah. not not liking fluoride in the water supply. So I didn't I didn't, I'd I didn't hear that. Throw on that. To, yeah, so, uh, somebody back told up your me
0: information there. Someone told me about that interview. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Because or on what date that was? Because I I was trying to find that before the show.
5: Oh yeah. Well, if you go to the uh, Alex Jones channel and uh, page back maybe one or two pages, you'll you'll find it. It's a six part interview, and um, uh, the last few parts they have an uh, an Austin uh, activist who's trying to get fluoride out of the water in Austin. Austin, uh, and and I knew from being in the Air Force that Texas has a lot of fluoride in the water because of the way the patients came in. They had like a a lot of tartar buildup on their teeth, but strangely enough, no decay, which was strange. But still, the tartar was uh, dangerous to their gums, and, and you know, it's, it wasn't a healthy situation.
0: Well, I guess uh, isn't it true that just fluoride is uh, only beneficial in uh, killing germs or stopping? You know, it'll kill anything. It'll kill anything biological. But uh, being such a bad toxin, uh, but uh, isn't it? You know, that, that's the only possible benefit of, of uh, these toxic forms of fluoride is is to kill germs, but uh, at the same time, it causes the, the fluoridosis. And I think it was back in 2003 We yeah. in Pinellas County, we started uh, we started fluoridating the water, but um, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Uh, they, that, they
5: resisted for a while. Um, in 97, uh, it was proposed, and they said no, but you're right, they finally gave in, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's it's too bad for us. Uh, the, the water wasn't good to begin with because of the chloramine that they put in it, which is a combination of, uh, you know, uh, sodium hypochlorite and uh, ammonia, like a variance of those, which is uh, what they're using to supposedly keep the pipes clean. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's amazing. We live next to, we're in a state where the the most uh, springs of any area on Earth, Florida has the most uh, freshwater springs, uh, the the whole uh, state is like a sponge, and the aquifer is just pun- pumping out tons of fresh water that we could just tap into directly. And yet, we're uh, drinking industrial slag thanks to uh, the uh, Pinellas County Waterworks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just uh, that's surprising that the truth in advertising. But what did she say? Say that she gives it to her own kids, or <laughs> I'd like to well, know if she's was she just doing you a favor, letting you know.
5: You know, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I, I kind of kept the call short and sweet and professional because I was just trying to, you know, get some raw data, and mm-hmm. uh, I was surprised at that. And uh, you know, it it's like these these guys that pull this crap. They they win several different ways when they do it. You know, not only are they uh, dosing us with fluoride, which uh, is a is a dosilizer. They they knew about that back in uh, the 1930s when. Uh, Uh, Mussolini and Hitler both put fluoride in their water supplies, and of course, the the Prozac, those serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs, they're all fluoride-based, apparently. So, you know, they're trying to pacify us through the water supply, um, and they want to put other things in it, too, and, and apparently they have been.
0: Oh yeah you know all the, you, you probably heard about the pharmaceutical drugs being found and are being found yeah. in, in levels that are much higher than could possibly be from uh, from human from people but getting back to the chloramines and the chlorine and the fluoride and the um, and even bromine that people will use in their pools uh, as a substitute, they think is good um, as a good alternative to chlorine. Well, these are all uh, halogens that uh, interfere with iodine uptake in our thyroid. So they're also screwing with our, um, our whole thyroid system. And well, that's why we have a lot of obesity and so many uh, so much fatigue going on. Is that uh, the, the, the halogens that uh, people are absorbing and, and I don't, I won't take a swim in a won't swim in a, in a chlorine pool. Of course, I don't have any other, Kind of pool to take a swim into, but in but uh, the Olympic swimmers I know will not uh, the the European Olympic swimmers won't swim in a uh, pool unless it's ozonated. So that's the healthy option is to ozonate, to have an ozone machine, but you know you can generate ozone yourself but uh, you know, you have to generate it fresh because the ozone which is polyatomic oxygen or o3 or above or o4 o5 uh, or above is so highly reactive with toxins and uh, bacteria fungus parasites um, and uh, is so healthy for you but of course it kills the algae in the pool and uh, it's something that you can just generate fresh rather than having to keep on going out and buy these toxic chemicals to put into your pool which may have other chemicals as well so uh, the yeah the answer is to is to get an ozonated pool um, installed and in, you know that really has to be done at the time the of the pool installation from what I understand otherwise you know to be able to put the ozonators at the bottom of the pool rather than on the side uh, if you after you install the pool you Got to put them on the side, from what I've heard. But um, okay. yeah, you can you can retrofit your your pool, um, and it's just more effective coming the having the ozone bubbled up from the bottom. But uh, oh yeah,
5: yeah, greater greater dispersion. But um, uh, anyone who's listening to this radio program, uh, all this information is correct and can be verified several different ways. It, it's called soft kill uh, eugenics, and uh, these people mean business, and they they do not care about us they consider themselves more advanced than us and and when i say these people i'm talking about the globalists the ruling elite and their and their various minions that's that's mm-hmm. what this show is all about and uh it's it's a good thing that you're out there fingering them chris because uh you you've packed so much information in just the uh, hour and 20 minutes you've been on i mean there's there's a lot of stuff to digest here so people should be checking this out and seeing for themselves uh, all, the, all these claims that you have, which you verify on air anyway, but they, they should check it out because that's when it really starts to dawn on you. When you can find this stuff yourself, it, it just blows you away. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to throw out whatever I can in a shotgun approach and see whatever sticks. I, I know it can be a lot sometimes, <laughs> but but uh, I'm just well, crazy well, enough wonderful. to
5: try. <laughs> all right, well, Chris, uh, you have a good rest of your show, and hope you'll, hopefully you'll get a couple more callers.
0: Well, thanks. Thanks for the great call. Call on again. Have a good night.
7: All right, Chris. Toodaloo.
0: And uh, yeah, there's a lot of validation to the fluoride, um, the uh, toxic levels of fluoride. Um, The Taylor study, this is uh, from uh, nontoxic.com. Taylor study, University of Austin fluoride concentration of one part per million increases tumor growth rate by 25%. Fluoride is more poisonous than lead and just less poisonous than arsenic. Clinical Toxology of Commercial Products, 1984. Quote, a 7-ounce tube of toothpaste, theoretically at least, contains enough fluoride to kill a small child, end quote. And uh, if you'd like to uh, contribute, add, or have any questions uh, on this or any other issue that's uh, a current event, you can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000. The the toll-free line is 866-TAN-1340. 866-826-1340. The all-tell free call is star 1340. The website is liberationstation.weebly.com. Liberationstation.weebly, spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And uh, getting back to uh, some of these other studies on fluoride, because it's so important that people know that there there is this information. As Frank from Largo just mentioned, that the research exists; it's it's documented uh, that fluoride is bad for you. And uh, some have tried to say that, uh, if if you might have heard some on the radio, like uh, even just today, I heard on uh, on WMNF, I heard it. A uh, well, I'll have to. uh, I'll get back to that point. Just I'll hold that thought in just one moment. Keep you in suspense, if you don't mind. Getting back to uh, one more study here. Uh, Procter and Gamble, quoted in Fluoride: The Aging Factor, page 14. Fluoride supplements should not be given to children under three years old. 1992, Canadian Dental Association proposed fluoride guidelines. Doctor of fluoride accelerates your aging process. Uh, these are some of the reports that are um, summarized here. Uh, Austrian researchers proved in the uh, the uh, pardon me. Austrian researchers proved in the 1970s that as little as one part per million fluoride concentration can disrupt DNA repair enzymes by 50 percent. When DNA can't repair damaged cells, we get old fast, and uh, that's uh, pretty much the aging of the base of the uh, basis of the aging process. And uh, you know, free radical antioxidant theory. Um, you know, the the free radicals are caused uh, by uh, oxidation, and so we want to take antioxidants to prevent free radical damage to our DNA, and thus uh, prevent aging, and uh, proper reproduction of uh, happy new cells uh let's see we have a call uh chris on line one hello hey is this chris yes yes uh, it is hi how are you all right how you doing good thanks for calling
6: oh no problem um yeah i was just listening in and i was um uh i actually had a few uh paragraphs i kind of wanted to uh to share with you guys from this book, "Minerals for the Genetic Code." Um,
0: sure, yeah, you can go right I was, ahead.
6: I was actually in the studio with you last week. Um, I did not bring the book with me, uh, but I have it right in front of me now, so I wanted to reference a few things. Great, thanks um, for so
0: much, uh, We didn't get to finish talking all about that. Though. That was a great discussion last week.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, he. Uh, I don't want to overlap any of the studies you already you already mentioned, but kind um, of jump right into it. I'll go right ahead. Do you mind if, if you I, I just quote a few lines sure. here?
0: Yeah, you know, just uh, you know, you have so much. Uh, it's all relevant, all, all everything that you were telling me about that earlier, and I, I mean. Um, and and what's the title of this book again, the It uh, is
6: uh, "Minerals for the Genetic Code: An Exposition and Analysis of the Doctor Olree Standard Genetic Periodic Chart and the Physical, Chemical, and Biological Connection" by Charles Walters. Um, phenomenal study. The entire introduction. It has to deal with fluoride, and um, it's uh, sort of the. The cover-up <laughs> that is fluoride and how it's um, mm-hmm. has led to a complete misunderstanding in the medical world. Um, basically, fluoride is the great mimicker of all minerals. That's that's why it's such an issue. That's why he starts this book off um, calling it an enzyme inhibitor, and it's uh, the the greatest crime committed against the American people. Um, uh, he quotes Mister John R. Lee, an MD, uh, California physician. He said one of the finest reports on fluoride I've ever seen was written by him. Uh, Lee had joined the fluoride fray because of an upcoming debate in his local medical society. In researching his role, he discovered that both those for and against fluoridation of the water supply used the same technical data, each reading science in a different way. Uh, This caught his attention. It did not seem likely that science, the arbiter of such controversies, controversies, could not furnish an answer. Lee found that fluoride was a uniquely potent enzyme poisoner, in fact, the most powerful one of all elements. There are several reasons for this. In the table of elements, fluorine shares chemical properties with its close relatives, chlorine, bromine, and iodine. As ions reacting with other particles, they all carry one negative charge. As the halogen having the smallest atomic weight, fluorine is naturally the most active, is extremely active in combining with any element or molecule having a positive valence, such as the mineral ions or enzyme cofactors. It uh, decomposes water to form hydrogen fluoride, which readily attacks glass It actively replaces its sister halogen, chlorine, in any solution, including the hydrochloric acid within our stomachs, or any chlorine-containing molecule within our blood or intracellular fluid. Fluoride's negative charge and atomic weight of 19 is almost identical to the negative charge and weight of of the hydroxyl group, OH at 17.008, which is vitally important to the chemical composition of innumerable substances throughout the human organism. It is, in fact, such interchangeability with the hydroxyl group uh, that is cited as the reason for increased hardness of the epitite crystal of tooth enamel when fluoride is involved. Unfortunately and all too obviously, this structural change is not confined to teeth but occurs elsewhere in the body as well. Fluoride poisons enzymes. The book Fluorides, published by the National Academy of Sciences in 1971, lists nine enzymes involved in the breakdown of sugar or glycolysis process that are fluoride-sensitive. And, and this is extremely important to understand the sugar connection because this is where all, most of our diabetes is coming from. And it was really, uh, interestingly enough, um, because of our, uh, the, the, in, the, the interruption of this glycolysis process by uh, fluoride in our drinking water. Um, who would have thought, you know, the connection between drinking water and and uh and such a disease um or drink yourself to death um, <laughs> yeah
0: you, know, you, th- you think that uh, you, you'd do, be doing yourself better by um you know exercise is a good way to counteract diabetes and yet uh, that requires more water of course yeah, no, exactly
6: more water you're just taking more in it's replacing more of your chlorines and replacing more of your iodines. right um let, let me go ahead and continue here We've just mm-hmm. got a few more lines uh, the halogen inhibits many enzymes by tenaciously binding with the metal ions they require in order to function It inhibits others by a direct poisoning action of their protein content. But the ultimate shocker is the toxic effect that fluoride has on genes and gene function. Painstaking research at the International Institute for the Study of Human Reproduction, Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons, as well as the University of Missouri, has proved beyond doubt that fluoride is mutagenic, i.e. it damages genes in mammals at doses approximating those we humans receive from artificial fluoridation exposure. Such a statement ought to clear the air, but this has not happened. In-depth research by Gladys Caldwell, Dean Burke, and John Yayamoyenas, I really wish I could pronounce that name, um, the last two being PhDs, and George L. Walbot, MD, in collaboration with Albert W. Bergstaller, PhD, and H. Lewis McKinney, PhD, the authors of Fluoridation, The Great Dilemma, all support these reports. Um, so basically he goes on... Uh, you know, to uh to offer more more studies. But he does uh cite something that uh US Arnold Colonel Lindegren gave in, uh, in congressional testimony, um, saying that uh well basically he accused the shadow government of the United States of pushing fluoridation for the same reason Hitler did. Um he knew that it worked on the occipital lobe of the brain, it just pacified people, it didn't uh it just, you know basically, uh
0: it demotivates you. Yeah, exactly. Disincentivizes you, and when you're when you're a little bit uh, d- down and depressed, and I mean, I, I remember like uh, brushing my teeth. As Alex has told a similar story, I had the same experience: uh, brushing teeth and not feeling very well afterwards when I was a kid.
6: Yeah, yeah. You know, you you, you lay back, you brush your teeth, and you got that just, just that pain behind the eyes. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. The occipital occipital lobe. You're saying it affects.
6: Yeah, that's that's what he said, and and apparently it was completely expunged it's it's all anecdotal evidence now uh yeah, just find that little quote there he says he said reports revealing this effect were available from the House Committee on Un-American Activities volume 7 and 9 reports of Special House Committee on Un-American Activities in the Armed Forces hearings of the 77th Congress Uh, What Walters has to add is a little addendum here. He says, unfortunately, these proceedings have all but disappeared off the face of the earth. No art of journalism, no freedom of information request, and no intervention by congressman or senator can free up these hearings, and therefore the cited information becomes available via testimony only. Um, So so
0: the communist plot you're saying has been uh, hidden or being, um, you know, they're trying to cover that up?
6: Uh, Yeah, well, more of a, a, you know, communism. This is... Vehicle for the new world order.
0: Or I mean, the the, re- the reason I phrase it that way is because, uh, or the Nazi plot. <laughs> yeah, the Nazi, the Fabian socialist plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, the Nazis got it from the communists, uh, but that's you know, it's 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 hard to prove. It's uh, it's hard to to make that point. But yet, like I was starting to say, just as you were calling um, on WMNF today, uh, which is a station uh, just outside of your area, I think eighty eight point five FM is the is the station and uh they had a a a show on about the we need to pass these these environmental measures and and so somebody um I, I don't remember the exact relationship, but they were saying that. Uh, oh yeah, if you're if you're questioning the uh, theory of man-made global warming, then you're probably also one of those who believe in that a fluoridation of water is a communist plot.
6: Yeah, <laughs> it's this marginalization tactic, which is right. beyond me. I don't, you know. Like
0: yeah. So me. so I mean I, I try to call in, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the the idea is that well. Uh, you know that you have the you try you have this uh hyperbole going on all the time and it and it is proven you know you, it's a case we don't need to talk about the communists or the nazis we could if we want to but we should talk more uh it's more important to talk about the actual studies like we are
6: oh yeah exactly the you know this this concrete evidence which is which is definitely out there um you know why aren't people asking the questions uh, for instance i you know i can present all this evidence uh you know to to friends and peers and colleagues but uh it, it's it, it's more to the point of so what you're, you that 's your authority, and I just don't trust your authorities because you know it 's not presented on the television <laughs> it, it seems to have to pass this uh this credential test you know it has to be seen on t v or read in a newspaper to be believed, and you know that is all part of the the agenda you know they keep it keep it from uh the mainstream media and thus it 's not truth
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we just uh, we just need to um, go seek out our own sources of information if anybody wants to become a a healthier person and they want to become more motivated Uh, if you if you think that uh, you might have some kind of a health problem you know listen to your body and and tune in to think that uh, figure out what the problem might be caused by and uh, if you think that fluoride uh, in your water might be a problem then start getting bottled water or get a a good filter like reverse osmosis or um, gravity
6: uh, or as the uh, you know the, your previous caller was um, mentioning, you know we live we live above one of the the, the best aquifers in the world. You know it, it just it's fresh water that percolates. They just tap into it. You know get a well, <laughs> and mm-hmm. drill deep. Um, yeah, you and, don't have to drill very deep uh, around here. I mean
0: maybe 50, 70, hundred feet to get yeah. some good water.
6: You know, interestingly enough, uh, this is. The, this is where the the florida connection comes in and why uh florida is so heavily fluoridated because you know he did make the the astute point that we we live on top of the freshest water um, that you can basically find in the world anymore and why aren't we drinking it um well you, wh- where is this industrial slag actually being produced uh, i think it was uh what was the statistic i uh, it's 90% of the world's phosphate rock comes from florida where where they're, they're mining they're, they're one of the um the byproducts is this fluoride that's, that's bound up with the phosphorus, and part of the process is when they, you know, they, they leach it all out, and um, it's the, the, the scrubbers from the Apollo Beach plant, that power plant, they, they just take the, the, the soot out of that, and then that's your slag, and they just dump it in our water. Oh.
0: Um, well isn't that isn't that how it started out uh, as an uh, also a byproduct not only of the phosphates and fertilizer manufacture but also aluminum manuf- manufacture as a yeah you know as a way to make some money so yeah just,
6: the phosphates and the aluminum industry both combined uh, but it's really the the main driver of it, as I understand it now is the phosphates industry because you have such a push um, especially with the urbanization of, of lots of parts of China now we are supplying the world with fertilizers and uh, you know that it's it's all part of this vicious cycle. Um, of, you know, we're we're killing ourselves to produce the fertilizers to 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 basically, you know, produce more people. But in the end, it's really just producing more famine for more people because right. you're just barely, you know, meeting that margin of. Uh, you know, toxic rescue chemistry, where we, I mean, these fertilizers are killing us, too, with the food that they produce that's unhealthy. It's,
0: uh, yeah, these synthetic fertilizers, they just basically put, like, uh, phosphorus, nitrogen, and potassium in them. So yeah, it's, get,
6: it's called the MPK regime, with uh, mm-hmm. like Wendell Berry and, and, and Albrecht, uh, head of the Soil Institute, calls it its toxic, uh... What was it? I think it's Charles Walters who coined the term, the author of the, the book I was just reading, Toxic Rescue, rescue Chemistry. It's a complete misunderstanding of, of plants and their biology and, and, and the fact that they need all of the trace elements. They need everything in a perfect balance. And most importantly, they need a soil that's balanced in calcium and magnesium, which, interestingly enough, was what was present in um, large amounts of the rock. Uh, below that town, where the only real, uh, you know, convincing evidence was found for for fluoride, you know, that 1952 study in Def, uh, Smith County, uh, Texas. Um, oh, yeah, there were were telling,
0: yeah, tell us about that.
6: Uh, well, basically, uh, the, our the entire establishment, science establishment, is based um, there. Basically, staked everything on this. This is this one simple study from 1952 where they found that. Um, the children in this county—I think it was Deaf Smith County, Texas—had the uh, the least amount of tooth decay in the industrialized world. How they come up with that statistic, I'm not sure. Uh, but that was the claim. Um, they looked into it, and when they examined the water supply, um, and that's the only thing they examined, because of course this was, you know, a concerted effort to to, to push this the, the fluoride. Um, they was found that there was just a slightly elevated level of the fluoride. I think it was one point five parts per million, might have been a little bit less, which is actually your threshold of uh, of um, toxicity. really toxicity for the human body. Um, so basically, without you know doing really any logical thinking on the matter, they decided that well, that, there you go, fluoride, that's that's why. Not understanding that uh, fluoride is a single valence uh, atom, it's it's the most combinable, uh, and you have other substances in the soil there which uh, don't leach out as fast. What was happening was the water was percolating down through the, um, it's called the apatite rock. Uh, you had fluoride that was binding. The, the uh, apatite? You... Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It, was, it was binding. It was holding it in a bound form. It was holding calcium and uh, phosphorus and magnesium. Um, so it wasn't necessarily available to, uh, to plant. Um, what was happening, the water was taking the fluoride away. It was easily combining with just you know just minerals in the water itself. Uh, it was taking it down into the aquifer, so they and they were sucking it back up and drinking that fluoride uh, but the real um, substantive i mean the real causal agent of their their good teeth was actually what was being left behind. It was actually the calcium and the phosphorus that was left in in large amounts for the plants to uptake, and these people were. Um, you know, eating of of much healthier soil, and of course that was back then at a time where you had much more locally grown food. You know, um, so I mean that 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 aspect was completely ignored. They they had they had enough of the minerals needed to basically keep the exposed part of our skeleton, which are our teeth, healthy. Because the rest of their body was healthy, their skeleton was healthy. They had the minerals they needed to fortify it.
0: Mm-hmm. And. So, uh- and you're talking about uh, calcium and phosphorus. Um, that uh, you know, phosphorus is also, of course, uh, one of the minerals that we need to to absorb um, absorb the calcium. But uh, our diets seem to be much higher in, in phosphorus, so uh, than we really need. So uh, what happens is that our body has to draw from our bloods to to process the phosphorus, and ultimately from our bones. So um, yeah, the
6: bicarbonates and yeah, exactly. It's taken. It's it, 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 it's it's trying to achieve uh, an acidity, um, sort of reduction. It's it's a pH balance, and it's trying to draw that, that, that sort of the basicness from your bones out into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm, and, make sure your your blood stays, in. And, and that's the that's the key is to keep your keep that pH balance and you know we're we're at such a disadvantage today uh with our global and industrial food supply where we have such mineral depleted food the soils just depleted to the core i mean there's uh we're we're gonna run out of arable land we're gonna run out of topsoil before we can even worry about peak oil um you know
0: well, well the way we're fertilizing with these synthetic uh, fertilizers but
6: yeah which which are killing the uh biology in the soil you have you have million in a single teaspoon. You have uh, uh, several million organisms uh, in the soil, from nematodes to all the way down to the to the the really microscopic. Uh, you know these the uh, fungi and these these little microorganisms, which are. Um, which are really doing all the legwork. They're making these minerals in a form that the plants can use, which the plants, in turn, put it in another form that we can use.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the, the Living Earth Probiotic uh, is a product I just uh, started using a, a, not too long ago, having good luck with it. And uh, I've heard that it'll even digest clay, so after a year you can uh, plant in it, and, and uh, it's really good for uh, you know making the, the nutrients more bioavailable to yeah, the, exactly. to the yeah, plants. Yeah, that's the term bioavailable. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh, as for this uh, the, the calcium and phosphorus connection, um, there's a lot the reason that uh, milk does not help, uh, but it actually causes osteoporosis is because it has, uh, compared to human milk, it has such a higher ratio of phosphorus to calcium than human milk. It, mm-hmm. Human milk is about 0. 0.4 to one and cow's milk is, uh, is, is closer to four to one. So uh, it's more like 10 times the amount of phosphorus, and then that means um, that we have to draw the calcium from our system to, to process all that. And uh, it causes osteoporosis in the countries that, um, in the areas that drink the most dairy or have the most uh, milk. Uh, I think we have, a, we have a call on the line. of uh, uh, Pat? Uh, yes. Hi, Pat. How are Good you? Good
1: evening. Thank you for taking my call. Um, concerning the water, I have a water system in my house. It's called Zero Water and what I do is I, I pour the tap water from my uh, uh, kitchen sink and I pour it into the top of this unit and it drips out through two filters into a bottom uh, unit and then I can dispense it that way. And it also, the system also came with a TDS meter, which is a total dissolved solids meter, which lets you know how much. Solids are, are in the water, and after it gets filtered, the meter reads zero, but when I did it directly from my tap and tested the water directly from my tap, there was 343, um, uh, I don't know if it's milligrams or whatever it is.
0: Parts per million, is it? Uh, Parts per
1: million, yes, wow. of organic matter coming directly out of my tap. Now and and it says here that the US EPA's maximum con- contaminant levels of TDS for human consumption is 500 parts per million.
0: Oh, then you're safe.
1: But my <laughs> question <laughs> But my question is, yeah, because it brings it down to zero, I have none of this, but does would it also eliminate the fluoride or air any of those...
0: Yeah, if it's a reverse osmosis uh, well, system. I don't
1: know if this is reverse osmosis. Like I said, I just pour the water in the top, it goes through the two filters, and then it drains into the bottom unit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you have a reverse osmosis system. It's not ceramic. Um, from from what I've seen, it looks like it's it's an RO system um, oh. because you have those permeable and semi-permeable membranes that you have to replace so often. So... uh um, which are kind of expensive, but at the same time, it's still very good uh, Very good water.
1: Oh, okay. Um, oh, it says on here that the TDS, which is the meter that I use, uh, includes any inorganic element present other than the pure water molecule, H2O, and suspended solids. So we would take out, then... Um, would it take out, like, the estrogen and the drugs that are in our water, besides the fluoride?
0: I think, I, I don't know. I think that, um, from my understanding, that reverse osmosis is is uh, is almost the best. But, um, oh, gosh, what was the, uh, the steam distillation would be the... Hello? Oh, pardon me. Oh, can, okay. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, yes, I'm okay. still there.
0: And, Chris, do, you, do, do I have you on the line? I think Chris might have just dropped off. Oh, okay. Pardon me. Oh, <laughs> Sorry okay. about that. Getting used to the, um, uh, getting used to the controls. Uh, so. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's steam distillation that uh, would be the best way, but you know, reverse uh-huh. osmosis uh, will also get rid of, um, will also get rid of everything, uh, nearly uh, everything, from what I understand. As long as you keep your your filters uh, replaced, but uh, these right. these well, uh, these carbon filters, a lot of a lot of folks like to use, like for their showers or for their for the sinks, uh-huh. um, like a Brita filter or such like that. They oh, I have a Brita filter. Well, I think it's a, a status symbol. I <laughs> think they're just so used to or a pure filter. I have a pure filter. Well, they're just these simple carbon filters that won't take out much other than a little bit of, or some chlorine and, and some undissolved solids. But
1: Well, actually, what I've had to do, because I was going through my big filters so fast because the water was just so heavy with the pollutants in it, is I also went with um, a the Britter... Brita pitchers, and I pour the tap water into the Brita pitcher, let it go through that filter, and it does take out about 100, uh, uh, like I said, out of my tap, it was 343, and it takes it takes it down to 209 parts per million, oh,
4: and then I filter. take
1: that water, and I pour it through my big filters. And I found that it does make my big filters last at least a couple of weeks longer, but you know I'm going through double filters now.
0: Yeah, yeah but uh, at least you're taking out a lot of the same same uh, garbage same um, same toxins. Uh, but uh, you know, if you if you use anything else, then it's not going to take out the fluoride. Uh, if you, I mean, the the carbon. Uh, will take out very minute amounts of, of the fluoride and and a lot of the chlorine and, and other toxins or other uh, contaminants. But uh, uh-huh. the fluoride is such a small molecule you need, uh, you need uh, something like a ceramic gravity filter or uh, the, n- the next best thing would be um, your reverse osmosis. And then above that would be steam distillation. Although some people have something um, something against uh, distilled water because it's uh, not uh, doesn't have some of the minerals that we would otherwise need,
1: and right, I, right.
0: I'm not sure uh, what the um, actuality of that science is, but uh, you know I'm just concerned about the um, the effects. Uh, uh-huh. And I use the another uh, thing that. Um, Another thing that's good for treating your water are these uh, prill beads. I just was introduced to, Mm -hmm. Um, prill is spelled P-R-I-L-L, that you can uh, just soak these beads in your uh, your water for um, a day or 24 hours. And it's supposed to draw out the the fluoride and the chlorine and uh, release some of these uh, good minerals that you need uh, while reducing the surface tension of the water. So um, you hydrate your cells better because they can Uh uh, penetrate into your cells better. So that's uh, another little uh, another little um water treatment tip that uh I've been uh following for a few months now and and since I started drinking the the pearl beads or the uh-huh. pearl water I've noticed that it, the water seems a lot smoother, a lot more slick. Uh-huh. Like uh it really is wetter water.
1: <laughs> oh. But
0: uh, in the tradition of uh Willard water which uh you know, I guess that's a trademark for them wetter water that they they started out. Right. Um Way back, I guess 20, 30 years ago, with Willard Water, and, uh, uh-huh. and there came out products like Crystal Energy, and now there's Pearl Beads that's a little, um, are a much better value than uh, the other two to uh-huh. reduce the surface tension and, and give you better hydration. So,
1: mm. And insofar as the buildup of like those toxic chemicals in our body, I had heard that if you eat organic vegetables, the consumption of those they have so much vitamins and minerals in them that it actually helps your body leach out any toxins or any build up that might be in the body do you know anything about that
0: yeah well the more the more nutrition that you get um whether it's essential fatty acids uh replacing rancid or trans fatty acids or damaged fats in your system or or whether it's uh uh, minerals that will you know the good minerals will replace the heavy metals or the bad minerals in your in your system or um uh, or other nutrients um, like uh, amino acids, um, your your body's always replacing or flushing out. So it seems like uh, you know your body just uh, whenever you like with essential fatty acids or, or with um, with these vitamins and minerals, uh, your body will take the the good form of the mineral and uh, stop uh, and kick out the bad form or you know chelate it out, flush it flush it out is basically what it means.
1: What about vitamins? Taking vitamins and stuff with. Will that help and what kind of vitamins should we take in order to help flush out any toxic uh, uh, heavy metals or anything that might be building up in our system
0: um, you would uh, probably want to get something like uh, chelated minerals that um, th- that means that the mineral I mean chelated vitamins the uh, multivitamin where that means that the mineral and the amino acids are bound together so that they're better absorbed. Um, like Albion, or I'm, I'm kind of partial uh, to Swanson Vitamins formulas. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean like
1: calcium, magnesium with zinc? Uh, combinations like
0: that well that's a that's a that's a different uh supplement um other than a multivitamin that you'd want to get your calcium and your magnesium separately and take them uh 12 hours apart to avoid uh com- competition for absorption but um the type of calcium um get, since we're talking about fluoride earlier i wanted to mention this that uh, there is a type of calcium that will improve bone t- density up to 30 percent per year
1: oh and
0: what is that i'm sorry i missed it well i didn't mention that uh that's MCHC microcrystalline hydroxyapatite. That uh, Chris was just speaking about these appetite deposits, and uh, this is MCHC microcrystalline or crystalline hydroxyapatite. The company introduced it. Uh, Oh, gosh! about 10 years ago called Ethical Nutrients, had to fight the FDA, finally um, won the right to make that claim that it will increase bone density up to 30% per year. And a friend of mine uh, broke her femur, was diagnosed with uh, severe osteoporosis, and uh, a year later was um, retested and, and found that she had only mild osteopenia. And so that amazed the doctor. And and wow. uh, she told the doctor about what she was doing. The doctor just said, well, whatever it is, keep on doing it and didn't express too much interest but well, so I that's why a, we need to look into these things all ourselves and, and you know see see a doctor would might give us us a pharmaceutical that'll um, give us maybe two or three percent bone density increase per year but uh, that's about it
1: well I have a hip implant and I'm always worried about the density of my bone because you know as I get older you don't want it to crack and I, I've always wondered what I could do To make sure my bones are really strong and healthy. And you're suggesting this, what is it called again?
0: MCHC, microcrystalline hydroxyapatite.
1: And now where do I get that?
0: Uh, well, SwansonVitamins.com uh, this is where you, at one place you can get it, a, a three-month supply for about $11, uh, 250 capsules, I believe. I take it myself. It uh, helps, uh, helps dental health as well. Uh, oh, wow. basically a multi-mineral. Well, well, Pat, I appreciate you calling. Um, we can talk more about this maybe next week or in the meantime, but uh, I've got another uh, call to get to right now. And okay.
1: Well, thank you so very much for taking my call, Chris.
0: All right. Thanks so much. Have a good night. And uh, we have Zolt on the line, I believe.
7: Yes, yeah, so Zolt. Um, thanks for your show, Chris. It's always wonderful, wonderful information. Um, well, I really appreciate on. it. Um, especially, um, I learned from Frank and uh, the other Chris that we have abundant fresh water in Florida. That's amazing. It sounds like we need a West Central Florida Freshwater Action Committee <laughs> to well. get off the corporate grid, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, Fluoride Action Committee. Uh, well, we ought to. Uh,
7: well, Florida Freshwater Action Committee. Hello.
0: Uh huh. I'm sorry. Is, is, that, uh, is that is that an organization that we, that exists right oh, now?
7: Oh, I'm suggesting one.
0: All oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it'd be nice if we had fresh, clear water. So uh, you know, since 2003, we haven't here in Pinellas County, except for what Frank said. Uh, according to Frank, uh, Pinellas Park. Well so.
7: that's I did have a question about that. How is that possible for Pinellas Park not to have fluoride in their water? I, I don't understand. I thought it was all centralized. Or, I'd um,
0: like to i I'd like to talk to some people at uh, these county commission I mean at yeah, the city commission if you get them meetings.
7: So <laughs> in the future that would be great.
0: Yeah, what did they do to be so special? I mean gosh, the, they they really uh, stand out here in the county for that reason alone. I <laughs>
7: Do they have a separate pipeline out of the central uh, water supply that? I don't know. I just is, um, was interesting, you know, that he mentioned that. I thought, wow. Hmm.
0: One would think maybe the trailer parks got together and formed a lobby. I don't know. It <laughs> be. Um, I'm just kidding. Well,
7: what's that? Um, that uh, water um, uh, generator that um, Alex uses? That, um the
0: cola blue. Use? Yeah, the I- I- cola it blue. It's an atmospheric water generator that actually takes a, um, up to seven gallons, or gener- about seven gallons per day, from the from the uh, humidity in the air and condenses it into a drink, and then filters it into a, a drinkable water. And that'd be really um, great technology in areas uh, like like Africa or where there's a famine and drought that they could just uh, bring in a solar panel or a solar system and uh, some of these uh, atmospheric water gel- generators like Ecola Blue and just set up shop and uh, have their water appear out of thin air, basically. So it would solve a lot of problems, I think.
7: Are they still a potential advertiser, a uh, future advertiser of yours?
0: Well, possibly. Yeah, well, um, uh, uh, unofficially, uh, we just did advertise them. <laughs>
7: oh, okay. that's true. Yeah, um, so, plug, plug, so plug. sure they
0: hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good product. Dude. Uh, you know, I'm always for plugging uh, really good products like that. Um, Hazel, well, it's really good talking to you. Hopefully I'll talk to you in a few moments here. i got uh, one more call to get to.
7: Okay, and thank you very much, and thanks for the information about the moon bombing and everything.
0: Well, you gotcha. i talk to you later. Have a good night. Okay, bye. And uh, we have um, Scott, uh, or I'm sorry, Mr. Kissinger on the yeah. line.
2: This is Henry Kissinger. <laughs> this is Harry uh, Henry Kissinger, excuse me. Some people call me Harry. I'm using a voice...
0: Well, only, the, only those in uh, certain circles, like the, the Grove, maybe?
2: Well, <laughs> I'm using... I'm having to use a voice regenerator because usually people can't pick up on my voice. You know, they have to listen because, and uh, I have to talk oh, slower okay. for people to understand me.
1: But right, anyway, you know, all that
0: drinking. with
2: fluoride? In fact, fluoride's good for you.
0: Oh, is it? Well, how do you like to use your fluoride?
2: Well, fluoride's in everything uh, here in Florida, and that's where we got our name.
0: Oh, Florida.
3: Fl- uh,
2: right. We're using fluoride. <laughs>
0: Flo- fluoride. This is Florida. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. This is the Deep South. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that explains a lot. I, I I thought it had something to do with uh, the the fountain of youth, and <laughs> but I guess I guess that's been fluoridated fluoridated by now.
2: Anyway, there's fluoride. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: Well, that's that's good news. I I feel very reassured. But uh, if you could provide us with more information, I mean, Mister Kissinger, we can't expect us to take what you say at face value all the time.
2: Well, I want everyone out there listening to keep
0: their eyes on me. Sure thing. Well, you've been listening to Liberation Station, and uh, thanks for the celebrity guest appearance. This is Chris Steiner, liberationstation.weebly.com. Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y. And all take great care.